I'm just being challenged every every corner it's like every text every email every phone call out of the blue every meeting everything has got some kind of blackened agenda to it and you've got to be so on your toes this is the I call this the quickening do you remember that film a really good film a long time ago called Highlander with Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert and what happened is when all of the elements and I'm talking about you know the ether and the elements that exist within the ether when all those start to come together those fragmented parts of the universe that were deliberately scattered from one corner of the cosmos to the other when they all galvanize and come together because they want collectively to change the narrative they need to find reliable and able-bodied souls that they know are going to stand the test of time and the test of strength and the test of sustainable action and anything that is wishy-washy anything that's not coming from a, a genuine and or authentic space is considered to be foreign and something to be wary of in fact, there are aspects of the elements that are scared of those that have the power because of their station in the 3D to do great harm rather than drawing all of their forces together for good. Now, someone said to me yesterday while I you know, I withdrew as well from the world, you know, I was supposed to go to a, a 21st birthday, I was supposed to jam, I was supposed to have all these guys over at my place and, you know, do all the things that I really, really love. But at the end of the day, on Friday, when I, when I went in to the dental hospital and I met my, the team leader, um, Brenda, the Asian doctor, and you know, I was relaxed and, you know, okay, how are you going, you know, are you ready for this, you know, um, what we're going to do is we're going to start the extractions. And, and I turned around and I said, yeah, I understand that. And she goes, okay, well, we'll prep you now. I said, what do you mean you prep me now? Well, we start. We're going to do the extractions. We're going to start on the extractions. We're going to do the x-ray and we're going to have a look at the worst possible teeth in your mouth and we're going to remove them and I said yeah I know that but that was not made clear to me today who are you oh well we we just assumed we we what what do you mean we we where are the we who you know what did you assume that you were coming in for an appointment and that you were going to go undergo procedure I said no 
No, I won't allow it. I'm not prepared for it. I am so besieged by so many quantum forces right now that unless I prepare and draw a force field of protection around the innate nature of my being, I won't let a single soul go near me. And she, she couldn't understand. She didn't know where I was coming from at all. And she said, so what you're saying is that you, you, you won't allow me to do the work and I went I will allow you to do the work when I know that it is being pre-arranged I thought I was coming here to talk about a schedule of eight appointments when they would take place how much each one would cost what the progress would be the x-rays that you couldn't get last time because I gagged and went blue I thought we were formulating a plan. That's what I asked the Divine Mother to nurture me and keep me calm for so I could understand the plan. And you're telling me that you've got somebody behind the closed door here that's about to walk out and you're about to get into my mouth and start ripping out my, my teeth. And she said, I thought it was understood. And I said, no. No, what you don't understand is that everything in this world, including any sort of medical assistance or medical treatment, is by consent and by permission. And you want to ultimately, I didn't say this to her, but what I was thinking in my head was, you come into my dimensional space to violate and infiltrate the sanctuary I create for myself so I can undergo this heavy traumatic experience filled with great pain. To say that there's not going to be great pain while you literally rip everything out of my mouth that I once knew and held dear in an effort to replace it with artificial implants. I'm already consenting to you allow, allowing you to embed artificial intelligence into my being. So at that stage, I got up and I said, look, I'm sorry, but you know, that's the way it is. And, uh, and she said, well, you'll have to make another appointment um, and it'll have to be you know, I'm writing it down, but it'll have to be a long appointment because we, we, we really need to, you know, catch up. And I said, okay. Now, any human has a threshold for pain, regardless of how much Novocaine or how much numbing solution you use, what is your intention here? I can usually handle two extractions, considering they're so deep and they're so embedded in my gum, that, you know, this isn't going to come easy as those, as these four front teeth, five front teeth already proved. Oh, well, if we can do three, we'll do three. I said, well, you know, you're not the one that when all this wears off and I'm at home with a great big blood med in my mouth, that, you know, I'm going to be in a world of pain. 
And I have to prepare myself with meditation and prepare myself by being totally grounded in my heart in order to undergo this violation of my dimensional space. So what it showed me, PK, is it showed me that if we aren't careful, we're going to be confronted with what we have always accepted as being a reflection of normality or a aspect of normal life. Well, it's nothing normal about life anymore because we are going through this unbelievably challenging and difficult transitory state where our consciousness is being transformed. This is not the same timeline as we emerged at the end of at the beginning of 2021. This is not the same timeline that I was on at the beginning of 2020. And this is certainly not the same timeline that I was on at the beginning of 2019. These are three very distinct and different timelines. And each one has a great deal of peril to navigate. The elementals that exist within us, earth, air, fire and water, and the fifth element, which is the ether. It is the ether that we can trust. Everything else is astral. And now I, now I finally understand why it was that when I was a major success back in the 90s and I had my, you know, formed my first company, it was called Astral Records and Music Publishing. And I attributed astral as being planetary space. I didn't understand it as a density, dimensional, experiential void. So everything that I was doing under the banner of Astral Records and Music, which then birthed in a neon, in a dream where I was living, sorry, where I was um, radiating and reflecting within purple neon, dead famous, and dead famous artists became uh, a major, you know, independent label and agency and management group and at one stage deadfamous.com well we deadfamousinternational.com had over a million hits on Alexa which is the ranking service alexa.com but all that I was doing back then was somewhat attached to the astral plane and all of the microcosm and expanded macrocosm of what existed and pre-existed in that plane. So there was nothing divine about it. There was nothing sacred about it. There wasn't anything that was truly 
aligned to the grand harmonic resonance of, of Gaia. So obviously it had to go. And they did, they failed in the end. And I was left with major bills, financial bills and tax bills and the like. So what I'm trying to tell you, because I know you can understand this, you've been through Stephen Richard's um, video, you, you understand the distinction between the soul and the spirit. You've heard Nataraj, my indigenous didgeridoo brother, musician, talking about what he experienced when he went out on his surf ski to navigate that island and what happened is that he realized that he had the ability to reach through the ether of the astral which is the deception which is the daily delusion that we wake and attach to like reignite our flame into every day he, he realized he could reach through it into the soul realm. So everything that we've basically done up to this point in our lives has been the kindergarten. It's been the kiddie pool that we've been waiting around in. And God help those that haven't even emerged wearing their their bathers in the kiddie pool yet because they're not going to make it letting you know now there are going to be so many people where the synapsis one morning will snap the circuit will break and we'll literally have walking zombies around us now we're going to be aware of them in other words they'll, they'll we'll see them we'll experience them from a sensing point of view because they'll be there in the physical within the duality delusion but we won't be able to feel them and because we can't feel them the thousands of people that will be around us you go to a concert or you go to a, a festival if that's ever going to be the case and you're going to experience this firsthand. Mindless ignorance just amassing in huge groups on a road to nowhere with no healing and certainly no release at the end of the rainbow. So we're learning to really, really understand that when we do feel, like you said, I woke up in a funk, you woke up in brain fog, you woke up in, I can't seem to make head or tail about this, that, the other. Do I go out my front door? Do I lay in my bed? Do I want to have a shower and meditate? Do I want to cook myself food? It's easier just to sit on the couch and look blankly into the distance and watch the hours just tick tick by because that's what lots of people are doing they're just literally becoming a slave to their own isolation this is scary stuff 
and yet, you know, there's all this, keep hearing it from the so-called spirit community, the, the light working community, that can you feel the emanation and the radiation of the pure love around you right now? Can you feel the, the, the mother's arm around you? Can you feel the stability of the father around you? No! Fuck no! No, I can't. Because that is a delusion. Just like getting on your hands and knees and praying to a God for forgiveness for your sins when every offence you've ever drawn against a third party, every negative thought you've ever generated or collapsed into form is directed at you. When we talk about the mirror of consciousness, the only thing staring back through the mirror of consciousness is you. There isn't anything else here. And that's exactly what our handlers have wanted from day one. And so I go back to my earlier audio that you have to start to decide and be committed to what's the point. Find the point and make it work. And everything else, kick it to the curb. Including people that scratch their head when they look at you and go, I don't understand you. I've never found it easier to tell people, look, we're not on the same page. I need you to stop badgering me. You must have sent me 20 texts today. Now, we will meet when I feel that I'm aligned to meet you. But you're not going to force my hand by threatening me that, oh, well, you know, you're not the only musician in, this, in the sea. I can go and find someone else to, to connect with and to co-create with. I couldn't give a flying fuck. Because I don't know you from Adam. And I don't even know if I want to know you. Because even though we've been taught that it's wrong to judge another, because if we're judging another, we're judging ourselves. Well, sometimes we need to judge ourselves and call ourselves out for being ignorant and stupid. I cannot have these conversations that I so desperately want to have with people because the minute I even remotely threaten their assumptions, their beliefs, their archetypes, the things in life that they know to be true gives them the confidence to get up and keep on keeping on. But the minute you threaten that by challenging their sensibilities, you become an enemy. of that being. Now that enemy could be your friend, could be your family, could be a brother, could be a sister, could be a lover. That They don't care about you. 
And because they don't care about you, it's okay for you to judge you, that aspect of you, because you don't care about that aspect of you. All of the esoterics and all of the alchemists and the metaphysic phys physicians talk about that we have to get all of our fragmented aspects of self back in order to make us whole again. Well, I'm sorry, there are parts of our fragmented selves that are lost. They don't even operate in the same dimensional space. They're not even governed by the same dimensional laws over which we have sovereignty. So what's the point in trying to bring it all together? Instead, if there's an aspect of ourselves reflected in another that we know deep within our intuition, which we need to trust, because that's when our when when the the moment is captured by the heart and not the head, that is the point. Finding that in our everyday life and hanging on to that, we can attach to that with confidence. So, I've just been told that there is a Chiron retrograde literally around the corner in a week or so from now that's going to decimate our emotional state. Because anything during this new moon in Cancer, this full moon coming up, um, uh, is it in Leo? Is it a full moon in Leo? It's full moon in Leo. Um, coming up also uh, around the 25th or 26th of July, which is the same day that the new Mayan calendar kicks off. We had Kin 219, so we had Blue Lunar Storm. And now we're going into, I think it's the White Wizard. I'm not sure, I have to check it. But the point is, is that these different moon cycles have dragged up stuff from our past, including what you've been going through with your beloved, and making us face it. Because if we are wounded because of it, and our intuition is telling us to kick it to the curb and to just release it, say goodbye, sayonara, and we don't, then this Chiron retrograde is going to absolutely be like a bull in a china shop. We won't be able to control how reactionary we will be, how wounded, how hurt, how betrayed, how fucked over we're going to feel. This is not easy to navigate. And here we are, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm wide awake. I find it literally impossible to get into my bed unless I take a Xanax or a Valium and top of melatonin that I always take anyway, right? In order to calm the alpha waves so I can actually sleep. And here we are already into the flow of this new seven day cycle, right? Which we ask, we should ask every Monday when we're in our meditation that through the power of forgiveness, 
give me the nurturing and the nourishment that will keep my being in a neutral state and then lock it down by saying and do this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So here I am, I've decided out of all of those that have left messages, all of those that have tried to be in touch, that I decided that you should be the one that should hear this newfound wisdom. Well, it's not really newfound wisdom, it's old wisdom really. It's just being repackaged, it's got a new skin now. Because it makes sense to bring all this out at the beginning of a new seven day cycle. And my Monday is usually incredibly blissful because A, I get my pension, so I have money. And there are certain routines that I follow, you know, I gotta pay my pay, my payment plans, you know, and my, my, my car fines and whatever. Oh, don't worry, Uranus gave me a right royal um, screw in the asshole on Thursday when I went to visit my mum and I couldn't get a park and she got all really up my ass about parking in the driveway because her partner was going to be home and he hates me putting my car in the driveway when he lives there. Anyway, whatever, so I parked on the street and then when I got home I saw that for the first time in, it had to be six years, six years, I haven't had any kind of parking violation or whatever and I got a parking violation and for being in a in a spot in front of a house obscuring partly obscuring a driveway I got hit with a $181 fine that's a quarter of my pension so I was absolutely fucked off like you wouldn't believe and I looked straight into the sky and I said yep yeah, I, I see you Uranus what aren't, what aren't I doing? Where have I lapsed for you to bring this and really, really focus me to feel really wounded because of what, what I've done? To become reactionary, angry, frustrated. And I did, I ranted and I raved and I jumped up and down like a little child not realizing that there was something deeper there, but I had to look for it in order to find it. People have stuff happen to them that's very, very deep spirit alignment that they just don't have the courage to ask. Because not everything that happens in our lives makes sense. It's not meant to. But if we have that wiser approach to living our lives, we can ask spirit to explain, well, why did you do that? Why have I felt that? Why was I exposed to that? And if you listen hard enough, spirit will tell you. So we are the ones, we are the way showers. We are the ones that hold the being. We are the ones that keep the vibration stabilized. 
So we're the ones that are going to get hit hardest. We're the ones that are going to go through the deep and dark emotional tests. We're the ones that are going to be exposed to all levels of hypocrisy, of ignorance, of a level of hopelessness, when you see what's going on, when you can watch something on a screen and it's playing out, it's a television show, it's a movie, it's a YouTube video, whatever, but then all of a sudden, and I'm on a 62-inch screen, I love my creature comforts, I'm Taurus, absolutely keep me comfortable and 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 everything is going to be hunky-dory but I'm watching the screen I'm seeing what's playing out but then the screen or part of it freezes and there's other images going on and my consciousness is focused to what's going on in the other images and the other images are ritualistic their secret. There's some level of unacceptable behavior going on. That the eighth sphere, dark Aruman in energy, wants me to see. And then the voice says, you know, you know you want to watch this. You know you're drawn to the dark. You know you want to become more immersed in the teachings, as Darth Vader said so aptly to, you know, Luke Skywalker, come over to the dark side. So media, the meta language within the framework of media has been trying to lure us by using the most dynamic and exciting archetypes you could ever imagine in an effort to give us that prod. Well, maybe I'll, I'll check it out. It can't hurt to have a look. I'll never forget when I was in TV and I was with my last girlfriend. My last girlfriend, Rochelle, was a perfect Ken. I'm talking Elle McPherson, absolutely. Gorgeous, beyond gorgeous. Intelligent. But underneath it, a black magician. A dark energy. A spectre, as it turned out. And I'm not going to go into all of the horribly debilitating experiences that we shared when we were in Hollywood. Um, all those years ago. But I do remember quite vividly that while I was with her, those archetypes that I'm talking about were really, really obvious. 
come over to the dark side. Let's go and see a film which is going to trigger something that's been dormant in the shadow self that you can then play out together. Right? It's a little bit hard to do ritual by yourself, but when you're with another, whether it's highly erotic sexual ritual or other stuff, it's certainly a lot easier when you can share it because then the energy is more concentrated. And there's a very specific story there that I remember and has been coming back to me in dreams of just how easy it was to manipulate me because the overpowering attraction and the so-called egoic gratification you would get when walking down the street and watching men literally stop talking on the phone or, 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 or walk into work or whatever in their tracks and look back and wolf whistle at your bay because she's got the arse of a, a goddess. And yet, within that, what you would think would be a perfect union, you had such a deep disconnect. And it can very much be reflective of a very powerful traumatic experience. Because you buy into the trauma, you allow the trauma to unfold, to embed itself, to ingrain itself, because it becomes part of a pattern. That's what this delusion is. That's what waking up in the brain fog, that's what waking up and questioning your sanity is about. It's teaching you and training you to allow this to become part of your natural operational state as a human being. But we have to shut the door and say, me and my shadow are fine. We don't need any help. And we certainly don't need another club to belong to or a mystery school that we want to explore. Everything is already well contained within our, the deepest recesses of our subconscious. We don't need any extra help. So the short answer to all of what I've just presented is to trust your own inner child, your own intuition. Nothing in the external will give you or ground the confidence you need to make a, the right decision. It will only come from deep within the sovereign integral, deep within the central sun itself. And we're being forced, whether we like it or not, not all of us, 
like I said, millions are not going to make it. But we are being forced through the eye of the needle to become very much aligned to this pantomime is a good word. The players have many the stage has many players, but the players are all at loggerheads with each other. We're all running our own narrative. And it's only when we come into direct connection with another that we then drop our own narrative and buy into another person's narrative, which is what the rules of the game that Stephen Richards talks about in Kinetic Holographic Healing. Whose game are you entering? Who controls the game? How much of your waking day is a game that you control? And how much of your waking day is a game of which you are voluntarily submitting to being controlled? Because if you do allow this, it will become a natural and very normal part of your psychology. And it's all psychological warfare, every bit of it. Man, you should see what I'm hearing about this so-called false flag UFO hologram invasion that's just around the corner. They had it, they had it planned for... <coughs> I think it was June 10th, but they thought that the retrogrades may screw up their plan, so they're now scheduling it for late August, early September. Why? Because that's when America, once again, comes out of the summer, because you've got this dank, they've got this dank, really, really no oxygen in the air, humid, summer with all the uh, rubbish not being picked up on the streets and, and the boycotting and all that kind of thing. So there's a squalor that's actually breeding disease. And then all of a sudden it'll get ridiculously cold. Like almost you go from summer to winter and you don't get fall. We didn't get autumn this year. <coughs> We went straight from a mildish tail out of summer into a very, very cold snap. Minus three. Minus three yesterday, last night. Not sure what it is outside. I don't think I'm going out for a spliff now. I'm going to finish this message and um, check a couple of last-minute emails that are important for the next few days, and then I'm going to go to bed. Bang in a Xanax. Bang in a Valium bang in a couple of tablets of melatonin just to be able to unplug from the matrix. And I'll leave you with this thought because this is a really good audio actually. I can tell that if I listen back to this in the morning, I'm going to get a, a lot out of it myself. But I am going to say this. Imagine every moment from this day forward 
to be your last moment on earth. What are you going to make it? Are you going to spend it bickering, worrying, trolling the internet because you heard that this is happening, this cataclysmic event's happening, that's happening or whatever. These are cycles, these are patterns, you can't change them. I mean, one group of worthy evolutionary astrologers are saying they think that when we reach what's called the the crossover point, the convergence point of this next extinction that we won't have to worry about going through the same evolutionary process as we have time and time and time again because our planet has reached the pinnacle of the Sheshetta, that is the densest part of the Milky Way galaxy. That means that all the yugas, all of the ascending and descending light ages will come together in one core focused point in time and space. So maybe, not that you're going to see it in your lifetime or I'm going to see it in my lifetime, we're going to see shit, don't get me wrong, but whether we see that absolutely tipping point, turning point, where we will avoid the next cataclysm, we will avoid the, the asteroid collision, we will avoid the re-emergence of Halley's Comet, <coughs> we will avoid the major CME and solar flares that have been arcing up in this latest sun cycle on the, on, on, on the sun, we'll avoid all of that, and we'll be able to continue to evolve past the point of no return and actually into a brave new world. We will be able to birth the new utopia. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope that helps. I'm sending much, much love and much, much reasoned understanding, reasoning and understanding with deep intuition as a guiding force for this coming seven day cycle because it's going to be a doozy especially when Chiron kicks into retrograde and I will urge you that if you haven't actually learned or understood the, the, the story of Chiron the Wounded Healer it's definitely worthwhile taking a little trip on to Wikipedia um, and have a look at what the the general narrative is because it's a it's an incredible story so hang in there it is going to get better but I think we've got about two or three more pretty hefty days Venus and Mars are conjunct right now at the moment and of course Uranus has actually just about reached 14 degrees now within the constellation of Taurus. So it's already making, well, it's, it's it, the mark, the standing that it's made is already very clearly known. All right, you have a good one, darling. You take care.